0: <laughs> Welcome. You found the Out of the Ordinary podcast. This is the place where we believe that the very best stories grow out of the soil of ordinary life. I'm Lisa Joe Baker, and
1: I'm Christy Purifoy. And a
0: few of my favorite ordinary fall things are the crunch of leaves under my feet, the smell of fires, and the return of my favorite TV shows.
1: Lisa Joe, I love pumpkins on the front porch, candles on the dinner table. And a new mystery novel from the library. Oh, those are good. <laughs> are you ready for today's conversation? Because get comfy. Here we go.
0: Here we go. Season two of Out of the Ordinary Podcast Conversations. Christy Purifoy, we've made it to season two. Lisa Joan
1: Baker, season two. Are we going to be extraordinary this time around or just extraordinary? What we're, do you think? We're going to be both, I think. <laughs> I think so too. I am so looking forward to this coming year, and uh, I'm also looking back and just saying thank you for last year. I mean, a year we a did year it. A of year conversations. Of, of conversations and storytelling, which ended. So beautifully here at Maplehurst at the Black Barn at the end of July, celebrating your book and hosting a live podcast gathering and recording. Wasn't it a great way to end season one? Getting to look into the faces of listeners to meet you
0: in person and hug you and hold your delicious care packages that you brought (laughs) for us. (laughs) We were so spoiled, but mostly we were reminded that these conversations don't happen in a vacuum. It's not just about Christy and I. It's about you listening. And I guess one of the things that has been the most meaningful to me was to discover how many people were listening with friends. So Mm. friends who were separated by countries, by time zones, by moves, have now got the podcast in common. We're kind of like a a modern-day Morse code, I feel like. Uh A way for people to feel in touch, smoke signals of friendship, that you could have these conversations as something that you guys listen to together and then unpack and have a new way of feeling closer Even when you're far apart. And Mm -hmm. that has been so meaningful. We've been surprised to discover
1: there are men that listen to these conversations. (laughs) That's right, Pastor Ben. I'm so glad because, you know, friendship is something that we all have in common. It's something that we all enjoy and want. And it's just been such a great thing to share our friendship, our long time. I mean, 20 years Mm, of friendship we're drawing on as we tell these stories. And uh, it's just been so great to share it with all of you. And it's been special to watch, I think,
0: a movement that's begun as people have started to really resonate with their own ordinary lives Mm -hmm. and share on social media or, you know, in other platforms or with one another, with us, as you send us messages on Instagram to let us know what ordinary things are moving you. Where's the extra in your ordinary? And we're so grateful because it's done the same for me. Every time I drive up here or anytime I'm even walking around in my own house, in between my laundry and my to-do lists, there's this part of me now, I feel like this special vision, like it's a superhero gift or something, the ability to see extra buried in my ordinary, and that's Mm -hmm. always our hope with these conversations, that you are too gaining the superpower of starting Mm -hmm. to see your own ordinary life with fresh eyes Mm -hmm. that shows you how there's so much Treasure buried in plain sight right in front of you. So we're so delighted that we get to be part of helping you see the mm-hmm. day.
1: And at the same time, it was really great to take a break, wasn't it? To mm. have some rest, to spend some summertime with our families. And uh, I don't know, what did you do, Lisa Joe, you, with your time off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did the, you? Did I you? I the sofa <laughs> and ate bonbons. Oh, that well, sounds nice. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I mean,
0: I think just like with all of our listeners, summer is a really busy time. It doesn't seem to have the same rhythms as the rest of the year, but it can feel very chaotic and busy and beautiful and wonderful and full and overwhelming all at the same time. It was all of those things. And I think there's something about entering the rhythms of fall, kids back to school, me back to a more regular work schedule, us back to our conversations, that has a sense of homecoming to it, I think.
1: That's mm-hmm, true. I had a good rest, but you know what? I had the kind of rest that you really can only receive in a hard way, and that's through illness. I know. <laughs> I was sick for a long time, and um, I feel like I even, I hope it's okay if I share here at the beginning that I still don't feel 100%, and I I feel it in my voice, and I just feel like our listeners are going to love me anyway and be oh, supportive. Even yes, though of course they are. I am just very aware that um, there's a catch in my throat and there's you know that tickle that says I want to cough and it's still there. But um, I hope that the content of our storytelling today will 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 bless even if the sound of my voice is a little bit scratchy. But other than that, it was um, it was a sweet end of the summer, a little family vacation, lots of time for reading, and I found myself often. Weirdly grateful for being sick. It was okay. Mm. It really was. So, you know, sometimes even something ordinary like illness, like sickness Mm. or allergies and everything, um, there can be some, there can be a way of seeing that. There can be a treasure even in that experience. And Mm. I feel like that was true for me this summer. And I want to orient
0: our listeners and just bring you into this moment with us as well, because as you know, these conversations don't take place in a vacuum. They take place at a place. Mm-hmm. We are at Christie's 100-year-old farmhouse back on the third floor. Those of you who are at the live event got to traipse up the stairs to the <laughs> attic and come into this tiny little space where we record. It is at the moment late September. And so the trees are still beautiful and green, but the leaves are starting to fall uh, it's still unseasonably warm upstairs. Mm-hmm. We have the windows down because we're recording and trying to block out the noise of kids and puppies. <laughs> the garden is overgrown. It's Very. at that stage of the summer <laughs> where it looks like it could eat you. I mean, the entire garden to me looks like a Venus flytrap. Like it could just it
1: does, doesn't it? consume
0: you. I got stung by a bee this morning when I arrived. There was a bee that got me. First time in like, how many years have we been coming? Eight years here. First time of a bee sting here at Maplehurst. Maplehurst. You got a bee sting. <laughs> there we go. There was a strong smell of mushroom farms earlier in the day, but Mm -hmm. then a breeze came through and as is our want coming back, Christy and I thought we would just come upstairs and start recording right away. And yet that never happens. We sat on the porch probably for a good two hours to talk and share and reconnect at a deep level because Mm -hmm. these conversations are really born out of a foundation that is a real friendship with real honesty and real transparency That then I think really lays the groundwork for us to come up Mm -hmm. to the third floor, each with a cup of tea, and we have some coconut chocolate bonbons. We actually (laughs) do have some of those with (laughs) us, literally, (laughs) and begin unpacking this conversation. And when we thought about where to start, Mm -hmm. when we got back from our break, um, I actually had that picture in my head of if you go to a mall, which... Gives Christy and I both hives. The thought of going to a (laughs) mall—not one of our favorite ordinary things. (laughs) Not one of our favorite ordinary things. However, but you know, in back to school season, found ourselves back at the mall. You do getting the school shoes and you know backpacks that had broken and new uniforms, etc. You know that they have those maps in the mall. Those big like billboards, Mm -hmm. and there'll be a picture of the mall. And I both
1: need them and loathe them because they'll be like, "You
0: are here," and and there's a star cannot figure out. Don't know how to orient myself if I could no. turn upside down. Like I want to like rotate either myself or the
1: board to get a sense of where the heck I am because I can't figure it out. It does feel like they're telling you exactly what you know, but not what you need to know, yes. which is like somehow it is not helpful. How to get somewhere else. Okay, right. I'm here, but maybe I don't want to be here. I'm right. looking at a map like, I'm trying aren't I? to find Old Navy because my kids in Maryland yeah. and I know this is pretty unusual, but
0: our public schools and it's not even the whole of Maryland. It's the the county that we live in, um, in Anne Arundel County, several of the public schools require school uniform, mm-hmm. which is, I know, odd because I'd mm-hmm. never heard of that before, which really just means like certain polo shirts and shorts from Old Navy, which means you have to go to the mall. Mm-hmm. And so, I remember Zoe and I were standing there looking at the sign and I kept she kept saying, we are here, we are here. And I was like, yes, but where is here? <laughs> <laughs> how do we get from here to there? Where is Old Navy? I don't know how to find it. And I just thought, what a great metaphor as you begin this next school year season. And it's always one of the strange things to me about America. And for those of our friends who are listening in the UK or Australia or South Africa, you know, for you, you're wondering, how is it like the beginning of a year in September? <laughs> it's yeah, so weird. I always find that strange about American school year cycles, because obviously in the British system, you start in January, you end in December, as one should, I feel like.
1: <laughs> I have to agree with you, Lisa Joe. It does make sense. But yeah, I don't want to give up my new year in September. I know. It I've is, grown fond of it. It is like this new beginning,
0: sort of, you know, the sweet smell of freshly sharpened pencils right. and school books. <laughs> but I do think... As my kids head back to school and there they are with their new pencils and backpacks and then their agendas and their outline of the class day and what period they have when and what specials they're taking. They have a plan, right? Like Mm -hmm. here is the plan Mm -hmm. for your life and what you're supposed to do this year. And as an adult, I find myself wanting to find the map that says you are here because I'm not always sure where I am in those moments and I need to know that somebody has the plan?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's so true. Our kids, our school kids, they know who they are. Mm-hmm. They're a middle schooler. They're a new high schooler. Right. They know where they are. Right. They live in this place. Or they go as to Zoe the school. Says, I'm eight and eight and a quarter. You know, oh, it's like very specific. They know exactly. Yes. That's So so true. And uh, it doesn't work that way for us anymore. We've kind of been set loose. And it can feel like we're wandering. Um, and I feel like something we do when we reconnect, Lisa Joe, and you come and we spend some time together, it's almost as if we're pulling a compass out of one pocket and a map out of the mm. other. Uh, and as we tell stories and as we share and as we catch up, it's almost as if we're together studying these maps and saying, okay, where have I been lately? Where am I going? Yes. What's next? What does it mean? Right, who am I? (laughs) Yes, because I think the thing that you and I both do, and it's a good thing to do, is that we're always searching for the story. We're searching for the pattern. We're searching for, am I at the beginning? Am I in the middle? Am I headed to the end? Is the the things I hope for, are are they around the corner? You know, we're placing ourselves in a story. And I think that is something that we are actually meant to do. Right. But it can make some days hard when we feel like, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know right. what's We're trying to navigate or, the plot twists yeah. or the unhappy yeah. ending or yeah. the, the mean character
0: or the misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I do think so much of how you and I see the world is through the lens of story. and And so as adults, we do. We find ourselves asking, where am I in the story right now? Yeah. And I know a lot of people listening probably have that same feeling, you mm-hmm. know, whether you've had kids – Who have left the home and are off at college now, and now you're at Empty Nest, you're trying to Mm -hmm. figure out, or maybe you're a new mom with a brand new baby, and you're thinking, Who am I in this plot twist? What's happening to my life? Or maybe you're a mom who is wishing she had a baby and doesn't yet, and Mm -hmm. are trying to make sense of that story. And so we sit down to unpack and share some of our stories in the hopes together. Of decoding, Mm -hmm. decoding who Mm -hmm. we are and where we've come from. And our hope is that you will find yourself too, that we will all together find a key to try to unlock the story we're living right now. Because a lot of those stories, we really only understand them when we look back. And we recently had a moment like that here at Maplehurst with Christy and John. And this is a teaser for a forthcoming episode, but we stood in front of their big, beautiful black barn that they had been waiting for for years and years and years, surrounded by so many people. And it was in that moment you were able to look back to when you first moved here yeah. and literally didn't know Enough people to fill out a school contact form right. for your children.
1: That's right. Yeah, that
0: story was one you had never imagined could end up with yeah. the evening we had last week.
1: You know, sometimes you get those moments where all of a sudden you see where you are in the story, and you see that it's good, and you yes. see how far you've traveled, right. right? And it's it's like you've you've arrived at at a place, you've arrived right. at an arrival, like, right. you know. You've arrived at an arrival. Yeah, <laughs> but you know. So one other thing we did this summer, Lisa, Joe. In addition to me just being sick (laughs) we built paths we made paths it was a landscaping project that kind of like the barn we had dreamed of for a long time and finally uh, late this summer the work started and um, it's pretty simple all we did is we have a new driveway and we needed to connect the driveway to the front porch so that a visitor could park and come to our front door without tromping through mud so that was a little path um, but more than that, we needed a path from the front porch to the barn mm-hmm. so now if if you 've come and you 're coming to you know a, to meet with us at the barn, you have a way to get from porch to barn, uh, but then we needed to connect the barn to the other side of the house, and we needed to connect that side to to the garden and I think seven years ago when I moved here i didn 't recognize or realize how important paths are. Mm. I was completely focused understandably I think on the the places, the house and, oh, yes. you know, the gift it was, but also the work it required. Right. The barn, which we didn't call a barn because it was not worthy of the name. <laughs> the the red shed, as I prefer to call it, <laughs> which was sort of a placeholder for our right. dream of a, of a real right. barn. Um, so those were the places that mattered to me or a place. Okay, where will I plant, dig in my vegetable garden? Right. That place also mattered. But over seven years of tromping through Dewy wet grass or right. mud in order to get from place to place or to take the trash from the kitchen to the trash can right. or you know just the all the little rhythms and activities of ordinary life I would find myself again and again thinking I wish I could do this in my slippers oh. <laughs> Which I think was my way of saying, I wish there was a path. Which, I mean, because
0: clarify, rest of the time you're wearing like knee-high Wellingtons, right, essentially, like boots big boots <laughs> to walk through the garden. Yeah, yes, but, and I, yeah. I'll just point out as an aside, your children have the horrifying habit that my children have of just wearing socks. Why? Everywhere. Why do they do everywhere. that? Do yep. they hate us? It's because they're not supposed to wear their shoes inside, but somehow it's too much effort for <laughs> them <laughs> to like put shoes back on when they're outside. But they don't want to be completely barefoot, so they go everywhere in socks. Lisa Jo,
1: I threw away another pair of socks just this morning, put them straight in the trash. Why? Because the soles were covered yes. in holes. No, yeah. It makes me mm-hmm. insane.
0: Mm-hmm. And let's just point out that when you were at our house this past <laughs> week, what did my husband wear <laughs> out
1: to the car to say goodbye to you?
0: His socks. And
1: I looked at him and I was like, why? Why are you doing this, this to is me? This is where they get it. This uh, is where they get it. But you know, with a good path, hey, you can yeah. go out in your socks. Right. It's okay.
0: <laughs> or or even better, your slippers. Yes. So I
1: guess I realized that this summer, that as wonderful as the house is, it's a shelter from the storm. As great as the barn is, it's a place to celebrate and to gather. As much as I love my garden where I grow things and and where I feel like I just am able to cultivate the glory of God, uh, I really need a good path. Mm. The path matters. The path is not, not a bad place to be. We need paths. But it can be hard when you feel like, I am just on a path to... Where? where you are here? <laughs> <Yeah>. Where? Where? <laughs> oh, and September is the time of year, isn't it, where we sort of take stock in that way, right. where we say, "Okay, where have I been? Where am I today? Where do I want to be?" Right. And isn't it interesting that that is one of the names
0: Christ names Himself? I am the way, the way, right, the way. Yeah. This is the way. Walk in it. I am the way, the truth, yeah. and the life. Like, there's really something quite practically meaningful about mm-hmm. that when mm-hmm. you walk around here and you realize there are these paths that you can walk on now. And one of the things that makes me laugh is one of my very best friends from South Africa. We've actually known each other since we were six. So she's an, you know, I think after her, Christy's my longest friend. But Dorothy, I know in the States you would say Dorothy, but in South Africa we say Dorothy. Dorothy and I met in, I feel like kindergarten. And, um, She was a few years ago when I was still in law school at Notre Dame. She was in the States for work with her husband, and she came to visit me on the campus of Notre Dame. And the thing about the campus that she noticed is... I mean, it's beautiful, right? Like it's this immaculate, gorgeous campus, but it has all these paths and they are clearly the right path to walk on as opposed to the grass, Mm -hmm. right? And they're beautiful, they're concrete, they're wide. They will lead you through the gardens and up to the basilica and to the kitchen and the dining halls and the cafes and to the library. And then in between the paths are these huge open expanses of lawn. And Dorothy, I just remember her laughing and sort of seeing it through a South African's eyes. She said to me, Americans are so funny how you insist you can't just walk on the grass. You need a path to get there. <laughs> uh-huh. And I realized, yes, it's a very American thing. And hmm. maybe not just American in Europe, you see it too, but in South Africa, there's a tendency just to walk across the grass to get there. But here there is this sense of sort of planning. Here you have these beautiful pods that are marked mm-hmm. out and. It just made me laugh and delight in her and actually think about it now any time. And I was thinking about it today when I was walking with you because I can tell you're proud of your new (laughs) path and you are... Did you notice you're sticking to the path Uh and I was just walking across, like across the dirt, which will be grass in between the paths. I'm thinking, yes, I have a path.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will Uh, walk it and I will walk it well. Yes.
0: yes. And so all of it brought me to the story that I really wanted to share as as we really together as a community think about... Where are we, you know? And is there a God who is the way? And does He see me? And is He able to find me when I'm on the shopping mall map that is my life? (laughs) And it says, you are here. And I'm looking up saying, where, Lord, where? (laughs) Where am I? Such an interesting thing happened as I was driving here to Maplehurst to get ready to record this conversation. I told Christy when I arrived, I'd been crying in my car because I got this beautiful message from my father who is home in South Africa, obviously. And um, this friend of mine, I mentioned, Dorothy, who was here at Notre Dame and who I've known. I mean, my entire childhood is full of memories of her. We did youth group together and I grew up in her house. I mean, I would be over at her house and she'd be at my house. And in South Africa, when you know each other's parents really, really well we wouldn't call them by their last name. We would always call them Auntie So-and-so. So So she always talked about my mom as Auntie Joe and my dad as Uncle Pete. And I addressed her parents as Auntie Ruth and Uncle Andre. And it was a second family. Our families went to the same churches together. We went to youth group together. We were in high school. You know, we were in... Primary school, as we said, and high school together, we were in sports together. I mean, everything you can think of. We slept over at each other's houses. I knew she would be devastated when Princess Diana died Mm because she had loved her her whole life. We've walked so much of our lives together, but then also apart because I've lived so much of my life overseas. And But Dorothy, last year, was diagnosed with cancer. And it was such shocking news to get because when you've known somebody that long— It's almost like receiving news about yourself in a way, but it was also very painful because she and I had walked together my mom's own journey of cancer. And here, Dorothy and I are both older than my mom was now when she died. And now here is my oldest friend fighting the battle my mom fought. And it was one of those things, you know, Krista Wells has the most beautiful song about she talks about um when you're going through something very difficult it's like a fire is mm-hmm. consuming you i love that song and yeah. how i almost don't know what to bring to your fire it's mm-hmm. almost too scary to sit with you by your fire i yeah. want to sit in the door you know the next door room mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. you burn because yeah. it's so painful and it was like that having someone you've loved that long walk into that kind of fire, I found for a while, I felt like a coward. Like I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to bring. I didn't know how to love her. And and ultimately, I did what we do, right? What Emmanuel means, God with us. I just showed up in not great always ways, but with text messages and voice messages and love, stories from my dad to know, you know, updates from what they heard from firsthand in South Africa. And to watch the courage of my friend, my oldest friend, fight this fire in her life and overcome it. I mean, that's the powerful and amazing news, to overcome it, to go through chemo, to come out the other side having won. (laughs) And I haven't seen her throughout all of this. We haven't been home in two years. I haven't seen her. It's all been long distance. But when I was driving here today, sitting in the car, listening to worship, I got a message from my father and he, my dad, who has walked his own back roads, who survived the journey of a wife who walked through cancer and wasn't able to overcome it and did pass away, his own story pockmarked by so many burns and trying to find God in the wreckage, he told me how he had been home uh, a couple days ago, and had gone out for a long walk and my dad, oh my goodness he 's like seventy three he 's walking like five or six miles a day, oh wow, it's so crazy, wow, so he said he was out for this long walk, it was beautiful day he was walking quite fast, and he it was funny, you know as he 's describing to me where he had walked. It's like mapping my childhood, right? Aww. Like the streets. I walk past the Volkers High School, and I was walking up this street, and I walked past that garden nursery, and I can see it all unfolding in my mind. I can imagine myself as a child, you know, in a teenager riding my bike on those streets, and then I have memories of myself learning to drive a car, <laughs> driving on those streets, and now I have memories of me and my children driving on those streets. It's so wild. So he said he was out walking. And as he walked, he was walking toward a woman who was also out exercising, who was walking past him. And as they passed each other, he just looked up to say, hi. And what do you know? It was my friend Dorothy right there at this intersection of a moment in time. Mm. And he said, she just threw her arms around me and said, oh, Uncle Peter, it's so (laughs) good to see you. And he was so delighted to see her looking so well. And there she is out exercising. And... um. She said and this is so Dorothy, she's so precious and other-centered. She said, well, I know how it is. People don't want to get their walk interrupted, so I won't interrupt you, but why don't I walk with you? And my dad said to her, but you're going to have to backtrack. You've just come up this giant hill, and I'm walking down the hill. And she said, that's okay. I'll walk down with you, and then I'll just walk back up afterwards. And my dad said, so we walked down this hill together, and we just talked and talked and talked. And he said, we just talked about the goodness of God and how much Mm -hmm. He loves us. And at the end of it all, when we got to the the bottom. She just gave me this giant hug and just kissed me on my cheek and said, "It was so good to see you, Uncle Pete." Man, I just something about that just caught me right in the gut because when I think about that question we ask God, "Where am I?" and He says, "You are here," and we think, "What does that mean?" This was this visceral picture of how god sees us this you know the the steps of our lives he he appoints the steps for us so much so that these two precious souls would bump into each other mm-hmm. on a street corner out for a so-called random walk so that they could have that moment of connection and love and conversation and celebration of victory over cancer and victory in what God's done in my dad's life. And it was this very powerful reminder to me that God knows exactly where we are. Mm. He holds the whole map. It's written on His hands. You are not lost. He sees you, whatever you're walking into this fall. Like, He mm. actually sees you on the map. He's building the map. He's holding the map. He's guarding the map. He's watching it. He's not afraid of the fire. Maybe your map is on fire. Maybe you feel like you're in the middle Mm -hmm. of a bonfire. You have no way to tell where you are, but God does. He sees you. And that story struck me in such a unique way to think again. There just aren't there's no way to walk out of God's tracking, you know? You can't, <laughs> the GPS isn't like you've taken a wrong turn recalculating. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. It's impossible to do that with Him. He is there with us so much so that He could have <laughs> these two dear people mm-hmm. bump into each other on a so-called random walking mm-hmm. afternoon.
1: So where are we? We often say we're on the way. And I feel like when I say that, I'm on the way. Or, you know, if someone calls, oh, you're not here yet. Oh, I'm on the way. Right. And when we say it, we mean... We're headed toward the de- destination that matters. Right. We're, we're, you know, I see where I'm headed, and I'm getting there, and that's what matters. But I'm thinking now that maybe when we're on the way, we are quite literally on the oh way, gosh, and we are I'm standing. i have
0: never think of that the same. I know, right? I wow. I think it's, it's never, true. I'm 45. I've never had that thought. <laughs> when I'm on the way, I've never connected yeah, that to scriptural reference. We are on the way.
1: We are literally <sighs> standing. On the way. On the way. On the rock. We're not nowhere, and we're not lost. But we are, we're standing firm, and we're held, and we're on a foundation. And um, even if uh, we can't see the destination, even if um, our horizon line, you know, sometimes, especially if you're walking on those hilly streets, you, you can't see even a few steps ahead. Mm. Um, but that matters a whole lot less, I think, if we remember that we are all of us on the way. Oh, my god.
0: Gosh, Christy, so that that's a good word for Lisa this kickoff.
1: I know you and I, for our own lives, our families, our work, but also for this podcast. Right now, we're we're sort of staring down another year, and this mm-hmm. is episode one of season two. And I feel a little bit of like that butterfly feeling of where are we headed, and and will will we do it well, and what will mm. the results be, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. I like thinking that right now, today, at the end of September, here we are in this little attic space, sharing stories as we've done now for quite a while. And we too are on the way, We're on the way, <laughs> and that—that's enough. That
0: somehow that is mm-hmm. enough. You know that moment my dad and Dorothy shared, like in and of itself, was enough. It was yeah. a, yeah. it was a beginning and a middle and an end. Oh, I love altogether. that together. It was yes. its own story, yes. right? That's nice. And I think that's part of what being on the way is. Like it's not yet, but it's also complete somehow at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's such a relief, too, to know that God is writing stories within stories within stories, nothing wasted, no missed opportunities, no mistakes that He isn't actually then knitting into the fabric of the story. Because as anyone who loves stories knows, it's the so-called sidesteps or missteps or mistakes or Mm -hmm. misunderstandings that are the things that are used by the author Mm -hmm. to propel the story forward. That's true. And so there's something hopeful about that as you think about this this weird beginning of the year here in the middle of the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as you're walking toward the end, if there are those voices in your head already, already telling you, oh, you didn't do this thing you said you would do this year, you didn't complete this, or you failed at that, or you didn't show up for this, or that didn't turn out how I wish, or that relationship is still broken. Man, there's really a newness in God here, even at the end where it feels like, Maybe you haven't accomplished what you wanted. Man, there's an author writing the story and a narrative arc that sometimes we just need to get a little bit further in Mm -hmm. order to really appreciate. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm looking forward to another year of storytelling, another year of very small and ordinary storytelling. And I so appreciate that um, many of you who are listening have been telling your friends, your family about the podcast And uh, I think, Lisa Joe today, maybe here at the end of this episode, we actually wanted to highlight one of those listeners because we have a special gift for her. Yes, we're so delighted. So just a big thank you to everybody that
0: shared. One of the things we had said we would do is that whoever shared and tagged us on social media or really anywhere you can think of online in order to promote the podcast and invite their friends to listen, we were gonna pick one person to win a mini Out of the Ordinary Podcast library, by which we mean, all of my books. And all of mine.
1: All two of them. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: autographed. And That's so we right. have this beautiful gift packet. It is Chrissy's first book is Roots and Sky and then Placemaker. Mm-hmm. And I have Surprised by Motherhood, Never Unfriended, The Bible Study, We Saved Your Seat. So this actually, this gift mini library includes The DVD and the study book, the whole leader's kit for the Bible study, and my latest book, The Middle Matters. So, this entire gift packet, we want to give to one of our readers. And so, we have selected a name, and so, we will read what she shared because it meant so much to us. So, our lucky winner, drumroll. All right, drumroll. There we go. (laughs) I know. If our kids were here, it would sound much better than that. (laughs) Uh, But a big thank you to Kayla Loper. And on Instagram, she is kbear59. Kayla, we're so grateful for how you shared it, and we loved your comment. We went and read deeper into what you had said, and so I'm going to share it here because it was such a beautiful testimony to what we hope these conversations will be for you. Kayla wrote, this time last year, I discovered a podcast that felt like a third home. Two friends, Christy Purifoy and Lisa Joe Baker, sat down to have a conversation over tea about the extraordinary things in ordinary life. I was in a pretty rough time and needed a bookish distraction from the darkness that was my ordinary life. Every episode I've listened to has felt so painfully beautiful and tender. Each story, each laughter, each prayer or blessing has made me ache for my girls, and I constantly tell them, you have to check this out. (laughs) After every episode, I feel tingly and teary, and I know I've entered a holy place. Today, I'm aching for all of it. Kayla, we are so wow. grateful mm-hmm. for this beautiful endorsement of out of the ordinary. I think that might be my favorite phrase so far. That we make you feel tingly
1: and teary, <laughs> and I and I heard painfully beautiful. I think that sums it's, us yes. up pretty well. Yes, I love <laughs> I think it so
0: too. So thank you so
1: much for yeah. that, Kayla. We'll
0: be getting in touch with you to get your address to ship off this little care package from our library to yours. Mm-hmm. To everybody else who's joining us for season two, we're so delighted to have you here, and we do love if you tell your friends about the podcast invite folks you know who just need to be reminded that their ordinary life matters that they're not lost in the middle of the story and that mm-hmm. they are in fact on the way
1: <laughs> did you enjoy these stories why don't you join the conversation take a moment and leave us a review
0: it's easy just scroll down and whatever app you're listening on click on review and tell us who you are what you loved about us and let us get to know you a little bit too. Today's featured review comes from 73 Parker. She says, "I've binge listened to your podcasts this summer and I'm so excited for season 2. You ladies are a bright spot in my day. Thank you."
1: And Jillie 75 says, "One of my besties introduced me when she heard me struggling with the smallness of my life. These podcasts have been a lifeline for me." knowing I'm not alone, and hearing an echo, but also some answers to the questions I've been asking. Hope fills these podcasts and I am all in.